that makes everything go. Sunday morning breakdowns. Nobody saw it coming. He's got it! And all the inside lowdown. He is ready to go. Your team. I think he is a great target. Our team. The best wide receiver in the NFL. Every team. This is epic. NFL Network, we're here for football. Hi, this is Carl Amari. I started the Classic Radio Club at ClassicRadioClub.com, where each month you can receive 10 of the greatest classic radio shows of all time on five CDs in a collector case. Join now and receive your first month's 10 classic radio shows on five CDs, regularly priced at $39.95 for only $1 plus shipping and handling. Choose the digital option and receive your 10 classic radio shows via email and eliminate the shipping and handling fee. Join now at ClassicRadioClub.com. That's ClassicRadioClub.com. It's with joy that the student-athletes are returning to the fields and courts. But it doesn't feel quite the same. Where have the people gone? Seems like there's no one hanging on. Cut out! Cut out! Cut out! Cut out! What is this cut out talk? In 2020-21, the people may be cutouts, but there are still games, and there are still tailgate shows, they're still broadcast, and through it all, there is still the Joe Beaver Show, a place to gather at proper distances to talk about it all, to talk about what we do have. And it looks like we're ready to give it one more try. So, such as it is, we're ready to give it one more try with John and Mike and the Joe Beaver Show on 1240 Joe Radio. All right, here we go. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Joe Beaver Show. We just got one more after today. Tomorrow will be a Joe Beaver Show. We'll be live, but live mixing in uh, current news, bowl news. Uh, we'll talk about the the Beavers in Portland State. Recover the, uh, the 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 review of that one. We'll preview it today, coming up here in just a couple of minutes with Greg Crawford. More on that in a moment. But the. Uh, the, uh, the, the week is uh, coming to a, a fast close because of the Christmas holiday. Merry Christmas, everybody. I hope you're all doing well. Mike should be here in a minute now. Had to hang back at uh, Gill Coliseum. I'm sure using some kind of a six-foot barrier for interviewing coaches and players for tonight's, tonight's game. The Beavers and the Vikings tonight at 5.30 with the pregame show. And, of course, you have your, uh, your assistant coach who has the scouting report. Coach Wayne Tinkle, a two-part series with that, and uh, usually a player profile. And I don't know if he's been doing that lately. I'll have to ask Doc when he gets in here if they give access to uh, players for player profiles. Just because of the COVID thing shaking everything up. Speaking of COVID shaking things up, you know, every player in uh, the Oregon State program and every player in college football got this year as a bonus. And basketball, it's the same thing. Same thing for basketball. It's, it's a bonus year. Everybody can come back next year as if they, they didn't play at all. But Hamaka Rashid Jr. has decided to go into the NFL draft. Hamaka Rashid uh, made a, an announcement by way of his Instagram account 
I still haven't figured that out. I, I, to me, Instagram is a thing for photographs. I thought it was a photograph thing, but I guess people still, <laughs> they, they use Instagram for things like you would with Twitter and that kind of a thing. But anyway, on his uh, Instagram account, Hamaka Rashid basically thanked everybody, the coaches, uh, the um, personnel who take care of them, you know, in the, in the training room and basically everybody. In fact, I'll read a little bit of it here. A year ago today, I decided to return to Oregon State University for my senior season to capitalize on all my opportunities, create unforgettable memories with my coaches and teammates, and in the end, with hopes of bringing a Pac-12 championship to all Beaver fans amidst the uncertainty and repeated challenges we faced due to COVID-19 this year. This football season was all about perseverance and determination to play the game of football, and I'm proud to have been a part of it. First and foremost, I want to thank God for blessing me with the opportunity to play college football and earn an education. I like this sentence from Oregon State University. I want to thank Coach Smith for coming in as a new head coach. Hammock is one of those seniors who was part of the, uh, the new coaching change. And putting an emphasis on the importance of getting to know all the players. Coach, you are definitely changing the culture around here. I would like to personally thank Coach Tibisar for molding me into a better player, teaching me the game, and overall changing my life for the better. Most importantly, I'd like to thank my parents, Misha and Hamaka Sr., for all of their sacrifices for, uh, for me to be where I am right now. In addition, I would like to thank the support staff of the athletic trainers, equipment managers, and everyone in the football facility. Being a Beaver has been a blessing, and I can't wait to make uh, Beavers all around proud. I will always cherish the time I spent with my brothers on and off the field. I believe I made friendships that will last forever. With all this being said, I know it's time for me to move on to the next chapter of my life, I've decided to forego my senior season at Oregon State University and enter the 2021 NFL Draft. So the best of luck. I, that is a, a very well-crafted letter, thanking all the right people in all the right ways, put an emphasis on the education, all of that. It was fantastic. And What a great kid, getting to know him just in the time that we were able to interview him. Not so much this year because COVID-19 had, uh, um, had us doing just the Zoom calls. But in the years before that, when we got to go on campus and be around these players and get into scrums and chat with them, and if we did podcasts with them, we'd uh, go extra time and that kind of a thing. Maybe Hamaka Rashid will be a podcast uh, subject for the OSU Beaver podcast here in a couple of weeks. We're going to go radio silent for two weeks because of vacation time and get right back into it. So maybe we get Hamaka Rashid Jr. for that. So best of luck to him. And I, any, anything you want to chime in on that, of course, the University Honda text line is always open at 541-497-5356. The Downward Dog phone line at same number, 497-5356. And if you want to chime in during the program, in and around the interviews, we have three interviews lined up for you today. First up at 1120, Greg Crawford. Now, we've had Greg on a, a couple of times, but most recently... Oh, gosh, I can't remember how long ago it was, but it wasn't that long ago. A couple of months ago, Greg Crawford, longtime Portland sports guy. For a while, he was a sports talk show host. I know Greg is involved in, uh, very heavily involved in Portland and Portland State sports. And he's one of the nicest human beings you will ever meet. One of the more positive people you will ever meet. And I just think he's he's great. And we're going to talk with Greg because he knows... Portland State uh, basketball. 
He knows Portland State Viking basketball inside and out, being around the program for many, many years. In fact, he can talk to the history of Viking basketball, Freeman Williams back in the day. I'm not remembering the shutdown and then the, the resurgence. Around, I want to say 98, I think is when it came back, maybe 97. Richie McKay was the first coach to bring Portland State to Vikings basketball back. Did that very successfully for a couple of years. And then, uh, and then came over to Oregon State and then to Colorado State and then so on. He's at Liberty now, Richie McKay. But I can't remember the year that it shut down. I do remember, I think I was in junior high, maybe early high school when Freeman Williams was playing for the Vikings. And they only recently, within a couple of years, uh, opened up a new pavilion, a new, a new arena that they play in that has this beautiful wall of glass that overlooks the park blocks and the campus on one wall. And then the other wall is kind of the arena seating in a half bowl shape which is desperately needed. They were playing all those years in essentially a giant high school gymnasium called the Stott Center, and it, it worked. I think the Beavers even played up there once, and it was okay for what it was, but, you know, Big Sky and Big Sky basketball, they deserve better, and they got it, and they put together this uh, facility. I filled in for Tom Hewitt doing a play-by-play of a, a Portland State Viking game, and it, I thought it was just a couple of years ago, but it was long enough ago that it was well before they built the new facility. And they were looking forward to it coming out the next spring from the time that I was calling that game for Tommy Hewitt. So it was a little bit further back than I thought it was. Anyway, Greg Crawford will join us around 1125 coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Lindsay Meggs will join us at 1205. No, not Lindsay Meggs of Washington Baseball Hall of Fame or, or, or <laughs> infamy. Not that Lindsay Meggs. Lindsay Meggs, a former Oregon State women's soccer player. For the Beavers, I don't know the years, but we'll we'll uh, talk to her. And at 12:05, we'll talk with Lindsay Meggs, who is now an academic advisory person on the staff there at Portland State. So a little tie-in with Portland State, but she also was involved in a in a wedding that was uh, rather unusual in that they they put together a, a wedding with family and friends and were worried about having it shut down to where they couldn't all gather. So after the pandemic hit and cut out basketball and all the tournaments were done, they were at Boise State and used the gymnasium and or the arena and had their wedding right there on the court. S- something along those lines. So we'll talk with Lindsay Meggs coming up at 12.05. And then Zach Harris. <laughs> Zach Harris. Who? Zach Harris is a student at Oregon State. And he works at one of our fine sponsors, Played Against Sports. And we love playing against sports. They've been with us on virtually every live sporting thing we do. Joe Beaver Show, high school sports, tailgate shows, men's and women's basketball, all that. Zach Harris works at Play It Against Sports. Now, this is one of your classic Mike Parker waylays <laughs> for no other reason. There, there's two things here. One, we highlight Play It Against Sports, one of our fine sponsors. And, you know, we're always happy to do that. But two the oddities of Mike. And I can say that lovingly because I'm not far off from Mike's quirkiness. I have my own and we both notice things and just what and trends and, and pick up on key words. He follows up on them more than I do. I, I, I notice a lot of the th- same things he does. He just actually 
acts on them. And so he was in Played Against Sports yesterday, I think it was, and overheard these two young people talking about their excitement for the NBA to start tonight. Well, it starts tomorrow night for the Blazers. They'll be at home against Utah. You can hear it on Clue, 1340. But it starts tonight with uh, two games, in fact. At 4 o'clock this afternoon, a Warriors at the Nets. I'm sure you're just dying to see that one. And then at uh, 7 o'clock tonight, it's the Clippers at the Lakers. Same arena, different floor, but the Clippers at the Lakers tonight. And of course, the Lakers will get their rings and do that big ceremony. I mean, it just ended. Somebody on Fox Sports this morning, I don't remember who it was, Clay Travis is on vacation, but said, you know, I love the NBA and we carry a lot of it and talk a lot about it on here on Fox, but uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm thinking I'm not ready for it to start. There's too many other things going on with NFL and and college football and the bowl games and all that. And I would have to agree. <laughs> I would be like, oh, man, we just ended this thing in the summertime. But as it is, the NBA will start. Now, one thing is they'll play, what is it, 72 games. They're in their home arenas. That's that's good. Well, no more of the bubble, but no fans. Now, that may change next spring now that the vaccine is out and people will be getting to, getting better. I'm sure that... I'm sure that the arenas and the owners want desperately to get fans back in the stands as soon as possible. I'm sure they do. But right now, no fans in the stands. But the NBA will season will start. And for the Blazers, tomorrow night they'll host Utah at 7 o'clock. And that game will be uh, at the Moda Center. So an empty Moda Center, but at least it'll be at home. So that'll be interesting. Anyway, Mike was hearing... Uh, this kid, Zach Harris, working behind the counter, talking with another kid who's about the same age. They're in their 20s and students at OSU. And, and they're just, oh, I can't, I can't wait. I can't wait for the NBA. And that just kind of makes us older guys go, huh, really? In this, in this town down here when you got, you know, the NFL at least going on around the nation. But, of course, you've got college sports here at OSU. Yeah, no, they, they can't wait for the NBA. And, and I hope they realize that they can hear the game on 1340 Clue AM each and every night of NBA basketball. So Zach Harris will join us from Played Against Sports, a waylay from Mike Parker uh, coming up uh, in the 12 o'clock hour. But uh, Greg Crawford, 1125 this morning. That's still a couple of minutes away. Some news of the day. By the way, thanks for uh, Kip, Kip Carlson for writing in on the University Honda text line to answer my, my first question and thought, and that is when did, uh, when did Portland State shut it down? 1981. See, I thought I was in... Junior high or high school, that was my sophomore year in high school, 1981. And, uh, yeah, they shut it down. That was kind of weird, you know, back then. And that was around the time, wasn't it, Kip? Help me out here. That Oregon shut down baseball? Or was that later, like around 88? Somewhere in there is the same same window of Oregon shutting down baseball. But when the Vikings shut things down, it's was like, well, that's... That's kind of weird. I, I mean, as a high school kid, I didn't really understand the world of economics and, and how it all worked. But I remember thinking, well, that's too bad because they had some great players go through there. And there's some great tradition with Portland State. But it's just one of those schools that you think, man, how does it work? Now, I know they can do basketball. Same year. I, I, I thought I was right on that. 81. Yeah. Oregon baseball and Portland State Viking basketball shutting down. And I thought that, uh, you know, I remember thinking, well, you know, basketball's a sport. It doesn't seem like that would be too expensive to have basketball. And it also doesn't seem like it would take too much 
to have a good program. You know, what do they say? Three star players or two star players and then some role players. And you can, you can have a, a very good team, something along those lines. But the Vikings, now they were Division II for a long time. The football team, basketball, everything was Division II for a long time. In fact, those great years with Pokey Allen, they were Division II. And getting to the semifinals. Um, in fact, my cousin, who went on to be a stuntman in Hollywood, working most, more, more, uh, most recently with um, Kurt Russell in that last uh, Guardians of the Galaxy movie, his whole athletic getting into that thing all started in college, playing football at Mankato, Mankato State. They came out on a Thanksgiving in 87, I want to say, and played in the semifinals against the Portland State Vikings. That was all Division II football, and then they went 1AA and getting into the Big Sky Conference. But anyway, Portland State uh, is fun because I grew up in Portland, and they were never really huge, but they had a program. And yet, and yet... You go 81 to around 98, and they don't have a team, so the Beavers and the Vikings don't play a lot, but still there must have been some time before 81 that they could have played more often than 14 times. Tonight will be the 15th game. All right, we're going to take a break. Doc is here. Coming up after the break, we'll talk with Greg Crawford, one of the nicest human beings on the planet and very funny too. And uh, he's an expert on, on the city of Portland sports, much less Portland state and the university of Portland. He, he knows a lot. So we'll talk with Greg Crawford coming up in just a bit. And don't forget Lindsay Meggs, not the baseball coach from Washington, but former Oregon state women's soccer player at 1205. And then Mike's Waylay, a kid from Oregon state, but works at our friends played against sports on uh his love for NBA basketball. That's all coming up here on this uh, Christmas version of the Joe Beaver Show. And I say that because we have today's show and tomorrow, and then we'll be done for the weekend, a long Christmas weekend. All right, be right back with more right after this on 1240 Joe Radio. 2020 saw some of Oregon's worst wildfires, which have impacted all of us. How are you holding up? Are you sleeping okay? There's help available for you and the people you love. Through the Safe and Strong Helpline, you can connect to resources and regain a sense of control. Call 1-800-923-4357 or visit safestrongoregon.org wildfire to get immediate mental and emotional help. It's free and confidential. That's 1-800-923-HELP. This is Mike Parker for Evenflow Plumbing, your trusted award-winning plumber for the Mid-Valley. Evenflow specializes in complete plumbing and drain cleaning solutions for residential and commercial jobs. They treat your home like it's their home, and their flat rate pricing means no surprises at the end of the job. Evenflow takes pride in doing the job right the first time. Just call 541-738-8853 for all your plumbing needs. When you need a pro, go with the flow. Evenflow Plumbing. We set them up. Corvallis. Give a hobby this holiday season from Trump's Hobbies. At Trump's, you'll find the latest in RC cars, trucks, helicopters, boats, and planes, plus model trains and games, plastic models, collector cards, and modeling tools. 
Crump's is a full-line old-fashioned hobby shop, the kind of store that you don't see much of anymore. They've been serving the area since 1972. Stop by, they're in the Timber Hill Shopping Center in Corvallis. Trump's Hobbies, bringing enjoyment to life. Don't miss the holiday sale at Donabella Fine Lingerie on now with 20% off all robes, sleepwear, and jewelry. Donabella is holiday at its best. Start the season with great savings on stocking stuffers and holiday luxury for that special lady in your life. We offer gift certificates and great advice. We gift wrap for free to make your holiday shopping easy. Don't miss the holiday sale at Donabella Fine Lingerie on now with 20% off all robes, sleepwear, and jewelry on 2nd Street in downtown Corvallis. Christmas is just around the corner, and the Inkwell Home Store has lots of last-minute gift ideas. If you're in doubt, a quick and easy solution is an Inkwell gift card, and the Inkwell will always wrap your gift for free. Stop by. Their staff is ready to help you find that perfect gift. Happy holidays from the Inkwell Home Store on 3rd Street, downtown Corvallis. Always something different. Always something good. Inkwell Home Store feels like home. Albany Rifle and Pistol Club offers a combined Oregon and Utah concealed carry class and a basic pistol class, both open to the public. When you complete the combined concealed carry class, ARPC will provide everything you need, including the photo and fingerprint cards that are required by Utah. The basic pistol class is designed for the new gun owner and will teach you how they work and how to use them. Class costs and schedules are on the calendar at ARPC.info. You'll also receive a coupon worth 25 bucks off a membership at Albany Rifle and Pistol Club, a safe and fun place to shoot. Satisfaction is our success. Independent Auto Works. Need someone to service or repair your Volkswagen? See the guys at Independent Auto Works. Since 1970, they've been repairing and servicing all makes and models of VWs. And since they're next to the OSU campus, if you're a student or on staff, you can drop your car off and walk to work. For parts, service, or just plain advice, see the guys you can trust. Your satisfaction is our success. Independent Auto Works. All right, welcome back to the program, Doc. Interviews are in the can, as they say. They are. I've just visited with Marlon Stewart and Wayne Tinkle. The player profiles are a little bit more problematic in the modern era. Yeah, I kind of thought they were, and I forgot. I listened to the pregame show when I'm driving over to Gill, but I couldn't remember if you'd done player profiles. I'd like to pull a snippet from the podcast for today from this past week. It's currently up, and it'll be up for a while. We're in a bit of a hiatus. But I'll pull a clip to use on the pregame show for Walreath Alatisha. Oh, that was so a good conversation. We'll pull a little bit of that to use tonight yeah. as part of the pregame show at 5.30. The Beavers and Portland State, albeit Gill Coliseum with a few others. <laughs> These are strange times indeed. Yep. Portland State is just coming off playing two games against Weber State, losing by 32 on Friday and coming back to win on Sunday. Crazy. Such as the world we're in and a guy who I – I doubt whether he was there, but maybe he could be as part of a you know media coverage. I don't know, but I know if he could have been at Viking Pavilion, he would have. He doesn't miss many events when it comes to hoops in the city of Portland, whether professional, uh, whether uh, collegiately or high school ball. Greg Crawford has seen it all through his years in the great Rose City and is kind enough to join us this morning on the Joe Beaver Show. Greg, good morning. How are you today? Oh, I'm doing great today. I love being on with you guys. I even went home and changed my clothes. I'm wearing all orange, including my tennis shoes. <laughs> I'm sorry we're not Zooming this so we could yeah. all be blessed to see that, Greg. Hey, Greg, are you able, 
as part of the media, I mean, are you able to get in and see any of the games on the bluff or in the pavilion? I'll put it this way. Nobody's invited me. So <laughs> oh. I have not pushed it. <laughs> okay, but do you know... I haven't, if... been, I haven't been to anything. Okay, but you follow them closely and know what Barrett Peary's about, how Terry Porter's doing. Like I said, if it's basketball, you're there. So before we dive in a little bit to your history with basketball at all levels in the city of Portland through your life, do you know enough about Barrett Peary's team this year to to know that, hey, this is a challenge tonight for the Beavs at home. After, you know, Portland got them here, and the Vikings, uh, I thought, are, uh, they appear to be coming in off a pretty good win against Weber State. I think that was a terrific win to bounce back from the disaster on Friday and then beat Weber State, who, you know, Randy Ray is one of the top, most underrated coaches in the top 10, mm-hmm. I'd say, in the country. Weber State, it was a great win, and Barrett Peary is, is a good coach. He's a, I think he's a great fit for Portland State. He's got an outstanding staff there, uh, led by his associate head coach, Jace Colborn, who is a real good friend of mine. And, um, you know, I looked at the – I'm not a gambler at all, and I never have been, Mike mm-hmm. and John, but I noticed the Beavers are 14-point favorites tonight. I think that might be a little much. Because uh, I think Portland State, we got to take into account they couldn't really practice mm-hmm. up until about two or three weeks ago, and that really hurt them. Yeah, that's what Barrett Perry told us, Greg. He, uh, by the way, very impressed with him. I, I like that guy. He's uh, he's got a pretty good record of going, you know, where he's worked with some really good coaches, and it sounds like he's uh, he's good for Portland State right now. But that's what he said. He said they were three weeks behind everyone around November twenty fifth when everyone was starting to play games was around the time that the the governor let them and the pilots start to practice basketball. Absolutely, and you know, um, Alan, aside from Allen Iverson, I don't know anybody in basketball that doesn't think practice <laughs> is important. Right. So, you know, it's it's really important, especially in the preseason. Um, I talk to Division One coaches every day. They really hammer that preseason with longer practices. Then they slow it down, as you guys know. I'm sure Wayne Tickles the same way. And on the women's side, the same way, they slow it down about January. But that preseason is so critical, getting to know each other. And there's always new players coming in and out of Portland State, uh, just the makeup of the way they can produce a program. And so it's very hard, but the win over Weber is impressive. Yeah, no doubt. Greg Crawford joining us a basketball connoisseur, and an expert on so many levels through the years, Greg, with, with the sport of hoops. Tell us a little bit about that, just so, before we dive into some Portland State history that you've seen and are knowledgeable concerning, and I'm I'm intrigued by some of the names and personalities that have, that have come through that program through the years. But what about you? I mean, when, when did basketball, where did you grow up exactly in the city, and just have, has basketball been a huge part of your life from those early days? It's been a huge part of my life since I was 10 years old. Uh, my dad, uh, we weren't a rich family, but my dad always saw to it that I got to go see some games, uh, and I followed it. Um, I wasn't ever good enough. I'm, I'm a golfer. I'm not a basketball player, but I was good enough. I was Art Vermette at Cleveland High School. Let me 
be the manager for four years, and uh, I really enjoyed that stint there. And that's where I first saw Willie and Charlie and Billy Holt and all those outstanding guys are, were at the Washington Colonials, John and Mike, the nickname, Washington mm-hmm. <laughs> Colonials. It's, it's now an apartment building, but it's over there on 12th and Stark. I go by it and salute it every day because <laughs> I've been in there for memorable packed house games, and I've just always followed it. And I went to Linfield, um, and I, I was the manager for Ted Wilson the final two years. I scouted all the opponents that we played. Uh, so I've, I've been heavily involved in basketball. I still am. I work with a gentleman in Philadelphia and Kansas City. We have a scouting service, and we scout free agents for the NBA. So um, I'm, I just love basketball. I think it's really a great game. And I will throw out a factoid if I can. Sure. Um, there won't be an elevation issue for the Vikings tonight at Gill Coliseum because uh, I know the elevation of every gym, stadium, <laughs> arena in the country. And Gill Coliseum is 230 feet above sea level. So it won't affect the game. <laughs> thank you for that, Greg. I don't think I ever knew that until today. So thank you for providing that that factoid. Tell us a little bit about Ted Wilson. I've heard his name through the years. I never knew him, but I've heard great things about him and so many of those coaches at Linfield. What can you tell us about Ted Wilson? Unbelievable coach, Mike. Um, and, and just somebody that, you know, he, you know, you had to have a short haircut. His team had to wear red knee pads. Um, you know, he wouldn't allow ketchup at the pregame meal. But then the dichotomy there is he was such an up-tempo coach. The team averaged in the 90s to the 100s hmm. every year. They played in Riley Gym uh, at Linfield at Cracker Box. It was an unbelievable home court experience. Uh, they had the South 40 in there uh, led by Dennis Searles who carried a chair in, and when the game was about to be over, he'd leave with the chair. It, it was a phenomenal <laughs> atmosphere for Paul College. And, and, and I, I always remember this, Mike, for Oregon State fans. Um, coming back from Kansas City in the NEIA championship, uh, we got off the plane, and there was an Oregon State official, State of Oregon car, to take Ted Wilson the interview for the basketball job at Oregon State, which I believe somebody may correct me that Ralph Miller eventually got. Whoa, that's, that's going back a few too. years. I'm learning a lot here today. 230 yeah. feet, Ted Wilson interviewed for the Beaver job. I never <laughs> knew that. Yeah. Well, yeah. That, Greg, that's... And, um, go ahead. So, uh, it, it, was, it, it just... Going to Linfield was uh, unbelievable. Uh, sports, you know, with Ad, I was there the first year with Ad Rushman, uh, you know, and, and Roy Helser was the baseball coach. Then Rushman took over, won a national championship. And, and Linfield was a phenomenal experience for me, as was Cleveland High School. Because mm-hmm. in those days, we would play like the Stoudemire teams at Washington, and only two teams would get in the playoffs, and we'd always be third or fourth. We couldn't overcome. Washington Jefferson or Grant. So in what you just said, there are so many things that we could touch on. First of all, when you say Washington, you're talking about the old Washington Monroe High School, right? 
Right. It eventually turned into Moreau, which was Girls Poly, um, which actually my sister is a graduate of Girls Poly and a graduate of the Oregon State Beavers. Nice. I'm very proud of her for that, for many things. But uh, it, it was the old Girls Poly, then it became Monroe, and then it merged um, into uh, Washington. Monroe, yeah, yeah. And they called it Wampo. A lot, a lot of people forgot forget about the old Washington Monroe High School. I remember that too, and the the Stoudemires was it Char- Willie and Charlie? Those two are the brothers who basically are the top of the tree, correct? Of all the Stoudemires, like Salim, who went to Arizona and played, and of course Damon. The, they aren't those two the brothers that kind of started it all in the city of Portland for Stoudemire name. Yes, absolutely, and and I still see. Uh, you know, I saw up to a few years ago, I used to see Willie all the time. Um, Mike would love this. He was an avid reader of newspapers. <laughs> He'd always have about a foot-high stack of newspapers <laughs> under his arm. And um, they were phenomenal players. And I'll never forget, um, I was in the Coliseum. You guys are both familiar with the setup of the Coliseum. And I don't know how I wound up in the back part of that, the gate. But here comes Al McGuire walking down the hallway because Marquette was playing the Pilots, and the pregame to that was actually Linfield and Pacific of Stockton. Mm-hmm. But Al McGuire was such a genuine person. He said, how are you tonight? I said, well, how are you? <laughs> Good luck tonight. He says, man, I, I need it out here. You guys got some players, those Stoudemires and, mm-hmm. and Eddie Griffin at Linfield. They're unbelievable. I might steal them. <laughs> wow. Great, great anecdotes. By the way, I, I've experienced was at the South 40. I remember going to Riley Gymnasium when my buddy Randy Schiff was a little All-American at Linfield uh, back in the early 80s and experienced that. But then they built Wilson uh, Arena, the gymnasium, and, 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 and it's a much nicer facility. But a uh, little thing, did you know this, that is it is it Linfield copied... Northwest Nazarene or Nampa, or was it the other way around? Because they're identical uh, gymnasiums to each other. You know, I'm not sure about that, John. I know they have a beautiful, uh, beautiful place now. It's a great facility, Ted Wilson Gymnasium. And here's the one thing about Ted Wilson that a lot of people don't know. Most Sundays, six-hour practice. <laughs> Six hours. <laughs> Can you imagine that today's world? He'd have about a hundred lawsuits. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, I, we always love getting you on. We learn so many things and great stories. I love the Al McGuire anecdote. Tell us a little bit more about about those Portland State days and a, and a gentleman named Marion Parison, who, when you talk about Ted playing up-tempo, so did Marion as the head coach. His Vikings teams averaged 99 points one year. They had like 28 games over 100 points in his era. Then Freeman Williams comes in after that. So Portland State always, it seems, has tried to to have an identity that's different than a lot of other teams, almost out of necessity. We're going to play a certain way. Willie and Charlie and the Marion Parison team seem to have that kind of identity. Yeah, great point, Mike. Um, they do. They, they've got to have that identity. And I think a lot of that shows up. Um, you're not that he's copying it, but with Coach Perry, uh, he loves to pressure the basketball mm-hmm. uh, no matter where it's at on the floor. He loves the up-tempo. Uh, he loves a lot of movement, the circular movement, I call it, in basketball now. And um, it, it's a fun product. And I think you've got to have a little something different in Portland State. They've never 
really develop a total basketball culture. Um, but their their arena, um, it, for the size of their arena right now, the Viking Pavilion is second to none. Um, and they have had a history of scoring and up-tempo. Tyler Gebney did a great job at Portland State, as did Ken Bowen mm-hmm. going to the NCAA tournament. I mean, probably one of the greatest players ever uh, in the Pacific Northwest was at Portland State, Jeremiah Dominguez. Mm-hmm. Oh, five, yeah. Six. yeah. He could do it all. You know, I, I watched him in a game two years ago at Clackamas Community College. He was playing for the Salem, I forget even what they were called, some goofy name, AEU team, and they've come up and played Clackamas Community College, and I think Jeremiah dropped in a cool 77 that night. <laughs> I remember calling his games in high school down here in the Mid-Valley, Jeremiah Dominguez, little guy. Um Greg Crawford joining us here on the uh, the Joe Beaver Show. Let's get back to the pavilion. I I filled in for Tommy Hewitt once when he had to be out of town on a Viking game in the Stott Center the, the year before the opening of the pavilion, and I haven't been back since. How does it look? I know it's a, been a couple of years. Has it made a difference? Because I know the drawings that I was looking at were phenomenal. And what does it seat, like 3,500? Yeah, it seats about 3,000. Um, I thought it was originally going to seat more, but it's, it's about 3,000. It's just beautiful. Um, the, the old proverbial, um, there's not a bad seat in the house, certainly fits there. I've sat in it, every different angle you can imagine there. It's beautiful. You walk in and you just go, wow. As a matter of fact, um, I know at least three Division One coaches that have come and toured uh, Portland State's arena to kind of get a copy of it because they're wanting new arenas on their campus. And it, it, it's a tremendous place. Um, you know, it, once again, though, it, it's often sad is there's not plenty of good seats available. Right. There's plenty of good sections available. Yeah. So, you know, it's, I don't know what's wrong with college basketball in Portland. It just has never drawn what I thought it should. And I know the Blazers are there. But it should be a basketball town even more because of that. Yeah, and Greg, that's something that you bring up. You know, I noticed the crowds at Viking Pavilion. The last time, the only time I was in Stott Center for a game, Craig Robinson brought a team up. I remember visiting with you that night. The Beavers won it, but it was sold out. There were 1,500 people jammed in. It was a nice event. But even with the new digs and as beautiful as they are, the crowds have remained. You know, you get crowds of 1,000, 1,500, whatever. I, what's happened to the days when I read about in Willie and Charlie's day and then with Freeman, the gym would be packed and they'd have to shut the doors an hour before tip-off, if not longer than that, right? You were part of those days. What? Why was there such a frenzy and fire about those teams in that era, and can it be restoked? I, I think it can be restoked, and I'm not looking at the glass half full. I'm just thinking that factually it can be restoked. It's a great question, Mike. But, you know, those days, um, people love to go and see stars. I mean, you know, my dad was so pumped up about a guy that will never get enough credit with the Blazers, Jeff Petrie. To me, he made Rip City. Mm-hmm. You know, those turnaround jumpers without the three-point line and everything. People love stars. You can say all you want about teamwork. Um, they love going and seeing Who's going to be the next person that that makes a hundred yards for the Oregon State Beavers 
football team. Mm-hmm. People love a star. And, and Portland State had him in the Stoudemire's. Uh, they had him in, you know, even before, it, you know, Freeman Williams and some of the players that go way back. I don't even know. Maybe even Ivan Kapori played there. You know? <laughs> None bigger than Ivan. Now you're throwing out names. <laughs> that we know about, and, and some that may even go way, way back. Can it be done again? I know Ken Bone did a really good job, some other coaches, and with this pavilion, what do you think, Greg, as far as, it seems like basketball is a sport that y- you don't need too many really good players to make a team that can get to the tournament. It, it, I agree. Well said, John. I, I agree. You don't need the three superstars to get there, and I think it can be done. Um, you know, I think Barrett Peary can do it. Uh, and, and you know what I, I'm thinking is, um, it's, if I'm trying to think here, I think it's the largest town in the big sky, Portland, Oregon. And look at all the headquarters that are here. You know, Columbia Sportswear, Nike, Adidas, we've gone over and over this. Why can't you win here in basketball? It's the largest town. They've got the best arena in the big sky now, in my mind, and, and I think it can be done. Uh, it, it just takes a lot of work, and, and you've got to build the culture. I mean, there's just no doubt about it that, you know, I will never forget the days of Beaver basketball with Ralph Miller. Um, that wasn't a team. That wasn't a culture. That was a brand, mm-hmm. and that's what you need. You need a brand. Yeah, when we talk about you know the the doors to the old PSU gym being shut an hour before tip because it was packed out, you know those days well here, Greg. When the students would sleep uh, on the on the ramps into Gill and outside, getting ready for the next game on a weekend, Friday and Saturday night, to spend the night and to be first in line. Those that's all part of an amazing time for the sport of basketball and Blazer mania born first with Petrie and then others in the championship. And it's a, it's a great basketball state, a city, but it feels like Greg, almost in, in all respects, there's a lull in, in spectator sports and in people attending games, not just in Oregon, but all across the country. Are we, are we too addicted to our phones and our TVs or whatever? I know we can't go now. Maybe we'll appreciate being able to go again. But what about getting people back, fannies in the seats again in all sports? I think it starts with the students. I mean, I'm a, I'm a Spolstra disciple, John Spolstra, mm-hmm. you know, in, in business. And it starts with the students. Uh, and he always says that. You've got to get students there and then everything else carries over. And, and you're right. I, I will never forget my days in Gill Coliseum of Ralph Miller walking out, and it was like it, it was like Johnny Carson walking out on the stage. <laughs> I mean, people would go nuts, I mean, when he'd come out. And that pep band and the Beaver fight song and, and people stomping up and down and, and I – you know, I'm not trying to be too nostalgic yeah. either. I'm trying to be realistic here. It was an unbelievable scene. And I think one thing, too, Mike, is I hate to bring it up, but there's so much on TV, mm-hmm. um, so many games, and at one point there wasn't those games, and you can watch things on so many platforms. Yeah. Will the days come back? I don't know. I was even right, reading a story yesterday about that donors – is way down because this group of in the 30s 
the 40s just doesn't want to get money back to their school like the people in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Mm-hmm. Well, it's too bad, but I would think, and last thing, and we're really always fun to talk with you, Greg. Greg Crawford joining us, Portland uh, Sports extraordinaire. And we could talk forever about old Oregon, uh, Portland area high school sports. But last thing on this, would you agree with me that if they could, uh, assuming things get back to normal with COVID, okay, that's one. And two, the city gets cleaned up and gets through all of what just happened this last spring and summer. Then you highlight the city when you're going after kids, highlight the school and and the different schools within the school that they can get an education at because it's a great institution, and then uh, focus on the conference you're in rather than than thinking, well, we got to compete with Oregon, Oregon State, and even the pilots. No, you got to compete with... You know, all of the teams in the Big Sky Conference, focus on that and being number one in that league. And in basketball, I don't know about football, but in basketball, that will get you to the NCAA tournament. It seems like that could be, uh, and then, of course, highlight the pavilion and all of that. That could be a formula for succeeding in that conference or in that school. I can't add anything to it. I think it's fabulous. I think we've, you, you nailed something that I hadn't talked about. That's important. we got to get this city back in shape. It is in horrible shape right now, and I'm underplaying that. Um, you know, it's, it's got to come. We've got to attract people downtown. One, at one point, one of the, maybe the best downtowns in the whole world. Yeah. Uh, and beautiful. Looking down that river, taking pictures of the bridges. I mean, you know, Fremont Bridge gets voted every year as one of the top 25 bridges in the world. For scenic, mm-hmm. and just there's so much to offer here in Portland. But you know, first of all, we got to get people that don't have the fear of going downtown. Got to overcome that right now. Greg, it is always a pleasure to visit with you. I hope we can do it again. Uh, love uh, your perspective and depth and passion. Uh, great to have you on again, Greg. Hope we can do it again down the road. Thanks for joining us. I know you'll be watching the Pac-12 Networks tonight and maybe tuning our way a little bit too, but whatever. However you take the game in, I think it's going to be an interesting one, and I appreciate you taking time to join us. I'm a Mark, Mike Parker radio show because things are getting bigger. They're getting better. There's no stopping it now, and it's been your pleasure to have me on today. It has been. See you, Greg. Thanks so much. I remember when he used to That's do that the classic. on the fan. He would get yeah. worked up a little yeah. bit like, uh, you know, I hate to say it, but we talked about Frank Fontaine recently. I know it's politically incorrect to talk about the character of crazy Guggenheim, but he would get going at the end <laughs> yeah. a little bit like that to get Jackie Gleason to finally tell him to shut up. Hey, how about giving us a song? And I remember he, when Greg would do that on the but fan. Greg, Greg would you, you know, we're, we're 15, 20 KFXX and I'm telling you <laughs> not we're growing, we're getting bigger, we're getting better, we're growing, we're expanding, nothing's going to stop us, sports radio 50, you know, and he on he'd go and he would just bring a, a smile to my face every time he'd go into machine. that. Yeah. and perfect for anyone who wants to market something. Yeah. I mean, Great. Yeah, he's been just a, so positive. A good friend in the business and just a friend yeah. for a long time. Yeah. Always a pleasure to talk to him. We will break and come back with more. We've got Lindsey Meggs of Oregon State at 12.05 <laughs> and Zach Harris at 12.30. And I'll tell you that story of the waylay next yeah. on 12.40 Joe Radio.
Hi, I'm former Oregon State athlete Tim Ewis, your Corvallis Edward Jones financial advisor. Financial investments are very important, but so are the investments of time, patience, and encouragement our young athletes receive from their coaches, teachers, and mentors. That's why Edward Jones is a proud sponsor of Oregon State and area high school sports. Call me, Tim Ewis, at 541-758-8245 or stop by my office in the Timber Hill Shopping Complex in Corvallis for all of your investment needs. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. Go Beavs. Tick Liquor Firearms in South Corvallis and Salem is open Monday through Saturday from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. At Tick Liquor Firearms, find guns, outdoor gear, guns, ammo, and more guns. Buy, sell, or trade new and used. Tick Liquor also offers consignment and layaway options. Also, ask about their monthly CHL classes. Come check out Tick Liquor Firearms on Southwest 3rd and Corvallis and on Southeast Commercial in Salem. View their inventory and shop online at TickLiquorFirearms.com. Your satisfaction is our success. Independent Auto Need someone to service or repair your Volkswagen? See the guys at Independent Auto Works. Since 1970, they've been repairing and servicing all makes and models of VWs. And since they're next to the OSU campus, if you're a student or on staff, you can drive your car off and walk to work. For parts, service, or just plain advice, see the guys you can trust. Your satisfaction is our success. Independent Auto Works. This is Mike Parker for Evenflow Plumbing, your trusted award-winning plumber for the Mid-Valley. Evenflow specializes in complete plumbing and drain cleaning solutions for residential and commercial jobs. They treat your home like it's their home, and their flat rate pricing means no surprises at the end of the job. Evenflow takes pride in doing the job right the first time. Just call 541-738-8853 for all your plumbing needs. When you need a pro, go with the flow. Evenflow Plumbing. Pick up, delivery, even curbside. Togo's sandwiches are perfect for any time to take anywhere. This is Chris from Togo's in Corvallis. When you want fresh artisan breads, hand-sliced premium meats piled high, and fresh hand-smashed Haas avocados, call us and you can even tell us what bread you want and what else you want on it. Spreads, vegetables, and cheeses. Togo's has been serving up big, fresh, meaty sandwiches for over 49 years. Come see us or order online at togos.com. Togo's, true to the sandwich. Your local Qdoba Mexican Eats plays an important role in serving our communities and will continue to provide access to freshly prepared food during this challenging time. While dining rooms are temporarily closed, all of your local Qdoba locations in Salem, Corvallis, Eugene, and throughout Oregon are ready to serve you with their same great flavors, making sure to take all safety precautions out of concern for their dedicated workers and valued customers. For quick and easy takeout ordering, call ahead to your locally owned and operated Qdoba Mexican Eats for curbside pickup. You can also use the app or order on Online at Qdoba.com. Yeah, so, uh, you right. know, you don't, ears perk up once in a while. Mm-hmm. They do. Not always. You know, you, you got to well, be like. mine do. <laughs> you got to be like George Costanza. What's this dot, 107 <laughs> dot five. How about they tried that, didn't they? They did. Back in uh, late, well, in the 90s. Some when the internet was brand new and everyone's doing w, dot stop, whenever they yeah. would give an address. Well, it's www dot, and then eventually it went over to you. You can just say hendrixheating.com you don't need to say www.playitagainsports dot play it again or you don't have to put in the http right. as Remember double slash colon that? right. And then and then somebody tried to start something. With an FM station. By, like I do, with the Willamette Wrangle. And, <laughs> and starts... 106.7. 106.7. Or 
And I remember seeing you at the, what's the name of that golf club in Aloha? The real nice one. Yeah, where Peter uh, Peter party, Jacobson was about to introduce the field. Right, and moved the, reserve the tournament to the reserve like, at the vineyards, yeah, yeah. from West Lynn. Right. Where it originated at the Portland Golf Club, and I remember going to see it there. But anyway, <laughs> I saw I had, you there. We pulled in at the same time yeah, in the parking lot. Yeah, and we didn't know each other, yeah. but I knew, a little bit. Yeah. And I remember saying, what's this dot, yeah. 107 Yeah, and dot I said, you five. heard that too. Yeah. I heard that also, yes. Well, it was really enjoyable to visit with Greg Crawford. It always is. We have open phones, uh, open text lines for a few minutes. We have Lindsey Meggs, former Oregon State soccer player, also worked in, in uh, fundraising at Oregon State. Uh, for three years, was uh, a member of the OSU athletic staff. Greg mentioned his good friend, Jace Coburn. No relation to my hero, different spelling. (laughs) And and I don't think any relation to Charles or James. And if related to either, that's pretty cool, because both very good character actors and an underrated one in Charles, C-O-B-U-R-N. But... We we will visit with Lindsay on a number of things, but her wedding. I just I yeah. want to hear her wedding yeah, it story. Yeah, sounds interesting. What happened there? And how basketball plays into it, and her work on the park blocks. And she's now married to the associate head coach for Barrett Perry, Jace Coburn. Good. So Lindsay Meggs at twelve oh five. Zach Harris, whom I waylaid at twelve thirty from Play It Again Sports yesterday because <laughs> I heard him talking. I heard him talking about the Blazers and, and intelligently and passionately. Yeah, yeah. And I said, that's somebody that I want. Got to get I'll on. I'll talk to him. <laughs> Let's go to Bob. Bob Keith giving us a call on the Downward Dog Sports Line. Bob, nice to hear from you. What's on your mind? Uh, nice to hear from you. Uh, I'll be quick. I know we're up against the hour here. But uh, first of all, Merry Christmas to Thank both you, of Bob. you. Thank you, Bob. Um, a couple things. Uh, those basketball days at Oregon State, I'm so glad I was at, I mean, at Oregon State and a student at that time. Yeah. As chaotic as it was, camping out on the ramps at Gill Coliseum before games is something I will never, never forget. Yeah. Good for um, you. I'm glad you experienced that, Bob. <laughs> uh, I have a suggestion for a guest. Mm-hmm. And I know you've probably talked about and touched on this, but I would be interested in hearing somebody from compliance talking about eligibility for next year, scholarship limits, money available to pay for those that want to come back, and this, that whole thing. And what if you have, I know the scholarship limit is 15 in basketball. What if you have 14 kids, I mean, I mean one senior, and, you, and you've recruited four kids? Right, right. It's a good question. What happens? Yeah. yeah. And by granting the, the, you know, the year, the free year, how, how, what Not are bad. the logistics and the practicalities of all of that that's a great question and we should explore that bob and you know we'll try to get somebody on i don't believe a i know compliance is being covered at oregon state i'm not sure if a full compliance director a new one has been hired after kyle pfeiffer left uh so we'll look we'll look into that though that's a good question i know that department was hit during cutback. Yes. But anyway, I would be interested in hearing yeah. about that whole thing. Thanks a lot, Bob. Thanks, Bob. Good to hear from you. No, not a bad idea. Now, where are we at on the fan now? Uh, we're getting, I, I know. I can't hear it very much. There we go. Okay. Uh, 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Lindsay Meggs at 12.05. I just want to hear her story. She was a guest from time to time on the Joe Beaver show years ago when she was playing soccer at Oregon right. State and then in her role in the OSU Athletics Department. She now works on the park blocks. 
uh, as an academic advisor, I believe is her title. I'll get. We'll have all of that down mm-hmm. in the next few minutes, and then visit with her about her story and a decision she and Jace, who's on Barrett Ferry's staff, made at the Big Sky Tournament that got canceled in March. She joins us next, right here. All set, please. Here's the microphone. Is this thing on? This is KEJO Corvallis. Everybody hear me? We're on in five. And QID. Twelve forty. Joe Radio. I'm Jim Chesko with Your Money Now. Sales of previously owned homes rose throughout the summer and early fall, but they cooled a bit in November. The National Association of Realtors said existing home sales fell 2.5% between or from last or from October into November to a seasonally adjusted annual rate of about 6.7 million units. Home resales are still up nearly 26% from a year ago, and the average sale price, $310,800, is up 14.6%. Stocks are mixed today. The Dow Industrials are down 151 points. The S&P 500 lower by just three points. The tech-heavy Nasdaq goes up 54. When it comes to fast food, eaters select Dunkin' as the number one coffee spot. McDonald's, best for breakfast. And Dairy Queen, tops for shakes. On the flip side, data collected from Twitter found that more negative things are said about Burger King than any other fast food joint. Among the complaints that some of BK's food sits around way too long. That's your money now. Buongiorno. Buongiorno. Buonasera. Buonasera. How can I make the most of waiting for my next big vacation? Translate your questions into goals by investing with Merrill Edge Self-Directed. It's more accessible than you think, with helpful planning tools plus free online stock and ETF trades, so you can keep practicing your pronunciation. Merrill, a Bank of America company. Visit MerrillEdge.com slash within reach to get started today. Investing involves risk. Merrill Edge, Pierce, Fenner, and Smith Incorporated. Registered broker-dealer members, IPC. Other fees may apply. Investment products are not FDIC-insured or not bank-guaranteed or may lose value. I'm Dr. Baker, an ER physician. If you're having leg pain, swelling, or redness, but haven't talked to your doctor yet, don't wait. This could be deep vein thrombosis, a blood clot which could travel to your lungs and lead to a pulmonary embolism, which could cause chest pain or discomfort or difficulty breathing and be deadly. Your symptoms could mean something serious, so don't wait. Talk to a doctor right away by phone, online, or in person. Brought to you by Bristol. 2020 saw some of Oregon's worst wildfires, and they impacted all of us in different ways. So we wanted to check in with you. How are you holding up? Are you sleeping okay? Are you having a hard time concentrating? Are you feeling anxious or distracted? If so, you're not alone. There's help available for you and the people you love. Through safestrongoregon.org, you can connect to resources to help you cope, understand your emotions, and connect with disaster-related community support. You can also find help for wildfire survivors like you to help you regain a sense of control. Call the Safe and Strong Helpline at 1-800-923-4357. That's 1-800-923-HELP. Or visit us on our website at safestrongoregon.org wildfire to get immediate mental and emotional help. It's free and confidential. Call 1-800-923-4357. That's 1-800-923-HELP. Hi, this is Matt Vaskersian with another little-known legend of sports. What was the best year in baseball history for winning the Triple Crown? Undoubtedly, the answer is 1933, when this very rare hitting feat was actually accomplished in both the National and American Leagues. That year, Jimmy Fox of the Philadelphia A's tore up the American League with 48 homers and 163 RBIs while hitting 356. Even though his team finished in third place, Fox was still voted the American League MVP that year. 
Across town, Chuck Klein of the Phillies was the dominant hitter in the National League, tallying 28 home runs and 120 runs batted in while batting a sizzling 368. With those numbers, you'd think he'd be a shoe-in for MVP, but Klein's Phillies were a seventh-place team, and the award was given to pitcher Carl Hubble of the pennant-winning New York Giants. 1933 accounted for two of the 13 triple crowns that occurred in the 20th century, qualifying that season as a little-known legend of sports. The COVID-19 pandemic continues to weigh on us. While we all feel helpless, remember there is much we can do to protect ourselves, our family and friends, all of us. Simply get in the habit of wearing a mask and maintain six feet of space between yourself and others in public. Wash your hands often and stay home if you feel sick. It takes all of us to combat COVID-19. Go to cdcfoundation.org to learn more. Right now at Kohl's, it's the last minute gift sale. Take an extra 20% off and save on kitchen must-haves. Get 25% off toys and get 20% off fragrance gift sets. Plus, get Kohl's cash. Plus, fast and free store pickup. Still not sure what to get? Our gift cards are always a great idea. Give with all your heart. Shop Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Select styles. 20% offer valid December 21st through December 24th with promo code RECEIVE20. Offers and coupons do not apply to toys and beauty. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. Welcome back. Welcome back to another day in the life of the Joe Beaver Show with Mike Parker, whose name brings instant recognition. It's a Mr. Parker. Who? Mr. Parker. Who? 30, 25, 20, kid! I'm pretty busy right now, Mr. Parker. Yes. No, 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 Mr. Parker. Now, just, just calm yourself. Goodbye. I'm excitable. Yeah. Mr. Parker is not alone, of course. Hey, which way did the other fella go? Uh, the other fella was yeah. another fella. You wait right here. I'll go get Warren. Uh, John Warren, the most humble man in sports. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I helped write the game. No. Oh, toured the world, giving lessons and also lecturing. This is good. This is real good. I'm, I'm really proud of our team. And the Joe Beaver Show always seeks fellowship. Is there a doctor on the stands? Why, yes, I'm a doctor. How do you like the game, Doc? So, here living the doc life are Mike Parker and John Warren with the Joe Beaver Show on 1240 Joe Radio. We head into the second hour. Zach Harris will join us at 1230. He'll talk to us about Portland Trailblazer basketball. I overheard him at Play It Again Sports talking to a patron in the store at Play It Again Sports, one of our proud sponsors on 9th Street. Mm -hmm. We are proud to have them, honored to have them. They mm -hmm. have supported us through everything, through this whole wild year of 2020. Play It Again Sports has stayed with us. Yep. Zach Harris will uh, join us. Because I heard him speaking of, he said, oh, man, Robert Covington, Derek Jones, Jr. I'm so excited. <laughs> well, you know, the fact that, that yeah, those laugh. two names and players excite him got me interested in how much he follows the team, how much the personnel additions are going, you know, what a difference they may make for Terry Stotts this right. year with the season starting tomorrow. So we'll pick Zach Harris's 19-year-old Oregon State brain. He's a worker at... Uh, Play it again, sports at 1230. Now, speaking of Oregon State, an alumna from uh, our great university, a soccer player there, and an outstanding career, Lindsey Meggs, 
who is now a part of the student athlete support services team at Portland State University, hired as a full-time academic advisor, was an academic advisor for women's soccer, men's hoops, women's tennis, men's and women's cross country and track and field, formerly worked uh, for us, I say proudly, as an assistant director of annual giving for athletics at Oregon State for three years after she had completed her education at Oregon State, ended up getting a master's at Portland State and working now on the park blocks. Also married to the associate head coach for Barrett Perry and Jace Coburn. And that's the story that I read about in Mike Lund's notes and release for tonight's game. It's a pleasure to reconnect with Lindsay Meggs this afternoon on the Joe Beaver Show. Lindsay, how are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Well, thanks for coming on. First things first, how are you liking life as challenging as it is? I imagine more than ever with the remote learning and the distance learning and all of those things that you and your world and and whatever your staff looks like, uh, these are challenging days for you in the academic advising world. Are you enjoying it? How's it going, Lindsay? Oh yeah, it's been, it's definitely been an adjustment. Um, we, so yeah, everything's been virtual. We've been doing everything through Zoom. So our study halls, our academic coaching, um, it's, it's very interesting having new students on campus that I've never met in person, but I know very <laughs> well through Zoom now. So um, it's been an adjustment, but um, we're excited to get back to campus hopefully here before the end of the year and you know face to face with our student athletes again but um yeah it's been going pretty good Lindsay, when you were playing soccer at oregon state and going to school here what what kind of career were you envisioning then did you have kind of being involved in athletics always along the way in mind so when i was a student athlete i definitely knew i wanted to work in Um, college athletics, but I had no idea all the different opportunities that there were, Mm -hmm. um, all the things that are happening behind the scenes. So I, um, I went to the career and sports forum put on by the NCAA my senior year, um, and really just started talking to people within the athletic department about what they did. Um, and fortunately enough, I was able to get my start in our beaver nation and in fundraising which was awesome and really showed me you know all the different areas i could go into so lindsey meggs joining us now with portland state has worked for oregon state competed for oregon state in women's soccer great to have you with us lindsey i part of the reason that i mean it's nice just to reconnect with you but as i was going through page by page the basketball release Uh, from Mike Lund, who's been with the Vikings for many decades now. But Mike has a note uh, on page five of his release for this game that reads thusly, Associate Head Coach Jace Coburn and fiance Lindsey Meggs made the best of the basketball season cancellation. As the team was waiting for an opportunity to fly home from Boise, Idaho, where they were preparing to play in the Big Sky Tournament before it was canceled, Coburn and Meggs decided to... And I'm going to let you tell the rest of the story because it's a fascinating story to me. So that was the lead-in. So take us back, if you would, to, to last March 
kind of what your plans were, how they were accelerated, and what played out there in Boise. Yeah. Um, so we were all scheduled to get married in May. Um, we had a beautiful venue out in Hood River. Um, you know, all of our family was set up and ready to come. Um, so we're out at the tournament, um, Big Sky Conference Tournament in Boise, and it just happens to be where Jace's um, almost entire family lives, so his extended family. Um, so it's always fun because they all get to come out to the games, and, you know, he has a group of 30, 40 people there. Um, so we had just found out that the tournament was going to be canceled. Um, the team had been there for a couple days um, and hadn't, Hadn't had a chance to play a game yet. Um, so we found out the tournament was canceled. We got together with some of his aunts and uncles and parents, and they all started talking about, well, what if he just got married tonight? <laughs> what if he just made, you know, made something fun out of this, um, you know, crazy situation that we're in? And at first, you know, I think it was kind of a joke, and then it just started snowballing, and we ran with it. Okay, tell us how you ran with it, though, and what, what <laughs> proceeded to unfold, and was your family already there, able to make it there? I mean, tell us what, what unfolded when you decided to yeah. run with it. Yeah, so it happened within a couple hours. So um, by the time we had made the decision, or I guess started the conversations to when we made the decision, it was maybe an hour or two later. Um, and then we came back to the hotel after, you know, having a meal with his family, um, I called my parents um, and said, hey, what do you think about this? You know, who knows what's about to unfold with um, COVID-19. Um, seems like everything's starting to shut down. The idea of having a wedding in May doesn't really seem like that's maybe going to happen. Um, so I ran with Jace's mom to an aunt to um, White House Black Market and grabbed a white jumpsuit. Um, Coach Perry called, I, I think it was the conference, and asked, like, hey, can, can we have a wedding on the, on the floor of the, where the conference tournament was supposed to take place? <laughs> um, and then everything just kind of pulled together. We, I got over to the arena, and someone had flowers for me. Someone brought me jewelry. Like, everything was all ready. The team was all there lined up. Um, so it was really special. We got to have a lot of his family there as well um, that lives there. My family was there via Facebook Live and FaceTime. So oh, wow. um, it was a little different, but yeah, it was perfect. That was March 12th. So congratulations, March 12th, the day that the world seemed to stop. The day before, Lindsay, you, I know you were in your own world at that time, but the Beavers had won on a last-second three by Jared Lucas on March 11th to beat Utah. And I was on the morning of March 12th, the day of your sort of impromptu sudden wedding on the floor at CenturyLink Arena in Boise, preparing for a rivalry game between the Beavers and Oregon that afternoon when everything stopped, I'm amazed, Lindsay, at your your own sense, your prescience here. In that, I still was hoping that you know that this might just be kind of a temporary thing, a few couple of weeks. You know, that was my hope. I didn't know the magnitude of the severity. I wasn't fully, I hadn't fully assimilated that. It sounds like you must have, or Jasma. How did you guys know that May? At an outdoor venue in Hood River, did you just have a sense it wouldn't happen? Because as it played out, it wouldn't have. How did you know that? Yeah. It seemed like you were ahead of the curve there. 
and maybe we didn't, you know, like I don't, I don't actually remember how it, how it came about so quickly. Um, we were very fortunate. And one thing that was really important to us was having um, Jason's grandma there who was 102. Oh my gosh. Um, wow. So now, now 103. So she was able to be there mm-hmm. um, at the ceremony, which was, amazing um and that was something that was really important to us so i think it was just who knows what's about to happen mm-hmm. we had heard oregon was really starting to shut down at that point um by the time we got home the next day i mean the the shelves were cleared um it was a it was a very different experience than what we were experiencing in boise um so i don't know i think we were just we just didn't know there were so many unknowns at the point, um, at that point. So we just decided to do it and we are so happy we did. It was, it was perfect. Well, congratulations to you, Lindsay, and to Jace. I've not met Jace. I hear good things about him. I, so I trust, you know, if you're married to him, he must be a great dude and a good basketball coach, and he's bringing a team down here uh, tonight. Are you able to travel uh, or not? Will you be coming? No, but I stay at home, so I've been tuning in to all the games at home. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's obviously been a little bit different, but um, still get to watch some basketball, which is fun. Okay. Before we let you go, Lindsay, in the world you're in and working with student-athletes as closely as you do and and the the primary purpose of, of their endeavor to get a great education and a degree while also playing sports, I wonder from your perspective, because NCAA sports, collegiate sports, have come under a lot of criticism for trying to keep playing and carry on through all the challenges and the hoops that that student-athletes need to jump through to be able to keep competing and playing. And yet we had David Sean from Stanford recently who said, absolutely, it's valuable, it's worth it, it's worth everything we go through. This is so important to the young people, and we need to, if we can, let's do it. Let's find a way to play, to play our games and compete. And I wonder from your perspective what you hear from your student-athletes on the park blocks, and when you draw upon your own experience as a member of a team at Oregon State in women's soccer, if you understand what Coach Shaw and what all the coaches are saying when they say there's extreme and high value in going about these team sports. Yeah, of course. Um I, I say this to my students all the time, and they probably get sick of hearing me say this. Being a student-athlete and a student-athlete um, at Oregon State was the best years of my life. They were unbelievable. They, they you know, sent me into this career path, um, and I'm so thankful for them. I think that for a lot of students, I mean, sports is their vehicle to get to college, um, which is awesome. It, it provides them that opportunity. And I think as long as we are, you know, following the protocols and doing all of the, um, you know, things that are recommended by our docs and everything, um, I think that it is a very valuable thing for our student-athletes to be participating. It is a huge part of their identity. Um, you know, the, the student and the athlete part goes hand-in-hand. Hand. Um so, yeah, I think as long as all those protocols are being followed, I think it's, it's, sports is an amazing thing to bring people together, um, which I also think is great. So, yeah, it's been, it's been nice being able to see our student-athletes compete um, it, in this time that's 
so difficult for a lot of people. Yeah. So. And Lindsay, you know, the enrollment, I wonder how, how you compare the experiences in terms of being in a in an urban uh, downtown uh, university after experiencing life on the bucolic campus of Oregon State and the campus atmosphere and the life and all of that, but an enrollment of over 26,000 at Portland State. What's the feel? How, how does it compare? Do you still even find within the, the, you know, the, the urban area and a commuter school, in a sense, that there's still within the athletics a similar feel to what you had at Oregon State, or is it quite a bit different? Oh, no, it's very similar. For me, um, the athletic department is a complete family. Um, you know, we have everything in one building, which is really awesome. Um, so our academics, our, um, all of our support staff, so our weight room, our mm-hmm. coaches, everything's in one building. So the Viking Pavilion has been uh, amazing for us in that sense. Um, but, yeah, no, I think it doesn't really matter um, what kind of campus you're on, whether that's a college town um, or more of the urban campus. I think athletics provides that family atmosphere, which is really special to be a part of. Lindsay, thank you for taking time for us. It's nice to hear your voice again, and congratulations to you and Jace for finding a way on March 12th. We hope you you will always have, not that you would ever forget it anyway, but every anniversary, March 12th, that's going to be one of those unforgettable, yeah, we were at CenturyLink Arena in Boise when we got married. That's a story for a lifetime, and we really appreciate you taking time to share that and other things with us. I hope you and your family, Natalie, and everybody are doing well, and thanks for taking time for us. Thank you so much for having me. It was awesome hearing your voice as well. It brings back a lot of memories. <laughs> thanks, Lindsay. We'll talk again. Merry Christmas to you, and thanks for joining us. Lindsay Meggs. Works on the park blocks, former Oregon State soccer player, sister Natalie played as well for the Beaver soccer team. Back around 12, 13. Yeah, and that She graduated range. in 13. Mm-hmm. Got a master's from Portland State, her undergraduate here. And that that's a, I, I understand, and I think for no other, I mean, there are a lot of things. I'm sure mom and dad, Meg's back, what, we're getting married tomorrow, mom. <laughs> and so they FaceTimed it. Yeah. There, you know, whatever sort of, if, if that caused any angst, consternation back home, I don't know. But if it did, I have no idea. I don't want to suggest that there was. But they were ahead of the curve. I'm not sure they could have had their wedding no. at Hood River in May. No, they were smart because it shut down. And to be able to have 102-year-old grandma oh, be there. Yeah. She's now 103. That's a great life decision, it sounds yeah. like. No, it worked out yeah. well. And I remember seeing something about that on the news. Did you? Okay, because yeah. that would make news. Yeah, that, that would a, make a, maybe even a little, you know, little feature feel story. Good feature yeah, story. That's a great story. Yeah. And our own Lindsay Meggs. We take a break. At 1230, Zach Harris joins us to talk of Covington and Jones. On 1240 Joe Radio. Hi, I'm former Oregon State athlete Tim Ewis, your Corvallis Edward Jones financial advisor. Financial investments are very important, but so are the investments of time, patience, and encouragement our young athletes receive from their coaches, teachers, and mentors. That's why Edward Jones is a proud sponsor of Oregon State and area high school sports. Call me, Tim Ewis, at 541-758-8245 or stop by my office in the Timber Hill Shopping Complex in Corvallis for all of your investment needs. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. Go Beavs. 
Pickup, delivery, even curbside. Togo's sandwiches are perfect for any time to take anywhere. This is Chris from Togo's in Corvallis. When you want fresh artisan breads, hand-sliced premium meats piled high, and fresh hand-smashed Haas avocados. Call us and you can even tell us what bread you want and what else you want on it. Spreads, vegetables, and cheeses. Togo's has been serving up big, fresh, meaty sandwiches for over 49 years. Come see us or order online at togos.com. Togo's, true to the sandwich. For auto glass solutions, better call the glass man. Call 541-760-2277. Call the glass man. Hi, this is Jake the Glass Man. Come see me at my new location at 3335 Ferry Street Southwest in Albany or give me a call. For auto glass solutions, better call the glass man. Call 541-760-2277. Call the glass man. Merry Christmas! And from all of us at the Natty Dresser, thank you to our friends and loyal customers for your support. It seems hard to believe, but this is our haberdashery's seventh Christmas. And without you, we wouldn't be here. Please stop by our new location this holiday season and let us help you with your gift giving. You'll find quality men's clothing and accessories. And gift wrapping is always complimentary. Take a break from those big box crowds. Shop the Natty Dresser purveyor of quality menswear, corner of 2nd Broad Alban in historic downtown Albany. Dress well, be confident, find success. Give a hobby this holiday season from Trump's Hobbies. At Trump's, you'll find the latest in RC cars, trucks, helicopters, boats, and planes, plus model trains and games, plastic models, collector cards, and modeling tools. Trump's is a full-line old-fashioned hobby shop, the kind of store that you don't see much of anymore. They've been serving the area since 1972. Stop by, they're in the Timber Hill Shopping Center in Corvallis. Trump's Hobbies, bringing enjoyment to life. It's hard to find something for everyone, except at Woodstock's Pizza. Woodstock's Pizza has pizza for all, starting with your choice of four different crust options, including cauliflower and gluten-free. Then choose from six different sauces, including vegan and dairy-free, plus your choice of over 35 fresh toppings. Then choose pickup or delivery. Notice how I keep saying choose and choice? That's because Woodstock's Pizza really is pizza for all. Woodstock's Pizza on Kings Boulevard in Corvallis. Welcome back to the Joe Beaver Show, where your hosts, Mike Parker and John Warren, have the best interview questions. But in case their guest doesn't answer the question they provide, they know exactly how to handle that situation. Ask my question! The question, jerk! Okay, maybe not that forcefully. Either way, here they are on the Joe Beaver Show. Higher than I thought. What do you got there? The NBA preview edition. For the upcoming season do of the subscribe? NBA, I do subscribe to Sports Illustrated. I don't. I have to tell you, I don't always read the magazine cover to cover. When I do, I'm actually a better man for it. Do only they still have things like faces in the crowd and yes, and, they do. Uh, and they all do. The old they stuff. have the features. They still do. They don't have, and this is what disappoints me in the modern era. I used to be able, if you go into the into the grocery stores they used to have up on the racks. And while I would be standing and waiting, I could grab a Newsweek and f- go immediately mm-hmm. go to the back and see a column. You know, whether by George Will or Meg Green, you know, whoever the columnist for that particular week was, uh-huh. stand there while waiting and read the column and enjoy it. So stealing, essentially. Uh, Abiding my time. <laughs> Whatever euphemism I can come up with, I would just read one page of the magazine and then yeah. put it back. Yeah. But that's always 
my modus operandi with newspapers and mag Sports Illustrated used to have. You just flip to the back, and there yeah. would be an, a very good column by a tremendous writer. Yeah. Now, instead of a column, this ain't bad. Take a look at that. That's a good this? photograph. Yeah. We're a more uh, visual age. Lou Alcindor and Wilt Chamberlain Wilt battling Chamberlain one another. Lou Chamberlain and Alcindor was a Milwaukee Buck. And that looks like it was a home game, which one would then think was at the uh, the Mecca. Yeah, it could have been. Although the floor doesn't look like it was painted like the original, like the Mecca that I remember. That's the 70-71 uh. season. And that's the year they won. he won yes, the championship he won with the Milwaukee. With the big O. Milwaukee, not unlike Portland, with only one championship. And people felt that with Lou. And I'd like to know the story. And maybe if uh, Orange Cardboard cut out, Dave, if you're listening... Maybe the orange one, car, orange cardboard cutout. Is that his handle now on Twitter? It's a good one, but I, it, I'm oh, not sure, yeah. Dave, if I'm getting it right. I think that uh, Eddie Doucette was the voice of that seventy yes, seventy-one team. He invented the term skyhook. That's Eddie right. Eddie Doucette. Eddie Doucette then became uh, a short-time voice of the Portland Trailblazers, and a very good one. And he was personal friends with a friend of mine. And I never got to meet Eddie through that, but. Um, now on that, if you'll note, I was going to tell you the other day that the shorts are getting shorter they in are. college They're basketball, going back shorter. That's but true. you can't always tell because they wear the, those, uh, you know, sh sports shorts underneath them yes. that go down to above the knee, but the shorts themselves are now well above the knee, which is way, way shorter than they've been for the last 25 years, but not like that picture right there. That picture right there is what you and I played in in high Look school. How short, short I mean, those these, are. we had yeah. a crass name for these pants mm -hmm. back in the day. I won't say it here mm -hmm. on the radio, but let's just say that they were, uh, they were very short, not unlike swimming suits, I suppose <laughs> you could quite say. Not quite Speedo-esque, but they're short. <clears throat> well, Wilt yeah. and Kareem battling one another. I loved watching those guys play I, against I, each I other. Didn't re I don't remember. I know. It's a little, that's a phrase, a little bit before your time. A little bit before my, my what do you call it? Uh, age, age of accountability. Age of accountability in sports. <laughs> You become accountable in the world of sports, <laughs> and therefore your knowledge base begins when, when sports comes into your life. Yeah. I mean, that's how I reckon time. For example, our guest coming up next, yeah. Zach Harris, told me his cell phone number as I was driving out. And now you may you may divine his cell phone number based on the mnemonic devices that because I, I was driving and couldn't write it down. No, but you use you use Jersey numbers. I used a year. You'll all get the last four digits. It's not going to help you unless you figure things. But he gave me a number, yeah. the, the first three digits, and then the last four. And the last four. Was it a good year? Very good year. Was it? Okay. In fact, maybe as important of a year, just speaking between you and me, yeah. that we've had on the planet in the 20th century, the last four digits, because it was the year of your birth. So those are the last four. That is a good year. Yeah. Um, I'm of, of, of the man we're about to call. And the yeah. first three was the batting average for a batting champion one year. 
that I remembered reading on the back of a baseball card in the National League in a certain era. So with that, I didn't need to so write anything down. And when I got to right. my next stop, right. then I texted him on the number that he provided. But that's a beautiful mnemonic device. There. It is. Years. Usually, I try to use jersey numbers if, that's if it's a four-digit thing. But, you know, if, uh, yeah. But here's numbers. the question I had for the cardboard cutout. Dave. <laughs> <laughs> With all of this mockery and derision to the New York Jets for winning <laughs> well, and blowing the chance to get Trevor Lawrence, evidently. Okay. When, when, when Milwaukee... Rome had a great... I know, it was it. funny, but I also, if you're the New York Jets, you, you play to win the well, game, said the former Jets coach. Well... Herm Edwards. I know. Well... I know. Tanking. A strategic loss. A loss is better than a win. Do you all subscribe to that? And I wondered about Alcindor. The gent, when Milwaukee got, and I don't know how they got his rights, but it seems mm-hmm. like I read years ago as a kid that Milwaukee made the big, whoever was drafting next made the big mistake by winning their last couple of games, thus forfeiting the number one pick, which would have been this guy, Lou Alcindor. Well, they got him. How did they well, get Milwaukee him? Well, Milwaukee got him oh. because the team, oh, oh, the team else behind them. Yeah. And I remember reading wow. something as a kid or somewhere, the biggest mistake ever by so-and-so franchise yeah. winning their last two games and well, overtaking Milwaukee, and Milwaukee thus gets Alcindor, and it would have been better to lose those games. Well, okay, that that package that you just yeah. said aside, that's not the biggest blunder in, in the NBA. The biggest blunder in the NBA is Michael Jordan and the Portland Trailblazers. But that hasn't, yes, true, but that doesn't speak to tanking or, or you know, legitimately no, you're right. losing no, games. You're, you're right. You're right. That's a different, like I said, the package of that right. is a different topic. But when someone said, as you requoted them, mm-hmm. the biggest mistake in you're, the NBA, eh, that can be argued. And maybe not even the Chicago thing because of uh, Hakeem Olajuwon went right. first. And then, you know, the Drexler was pretty good, pretty darn good right, in the right. whole thing. That that argument could be made. Uh, McAdoo for LaRue Martin is a different story. Or um, who was the other one? Sam Bowie. No, not Bowie, but the other one it was uh, Kevin Greg Odin. Durant Kevin and Durant, Greg, Greg Oden. I mean, oh my gosh. Now, but those are not necessarily the, the, what I'm wondering is <laughs> did the team ahead of Milwaukee right? Did they tank? I mean, did they they didn't. I mean, did Milwaukee choose to tank? I don't know these storylines, but I do know that Milwaukee thought and rightly so when they got Alcindor that they're getting a franchise center for the ages and the thing that bothers me is Trevor Lawrence. I've been hearing people talk of Trevor Lawrence as a 10- to 15-year franchise-making difference quarterback. Is he? I know that Hein you know, we, we didn't know that, oh, but I think, think you knew that of Alcindor. Oh, yeah. You know, whoever got yeah, him. No. But Milwaukee only won it once. No, it wasn't even a question. It was far more of a slam dunk, no pun intended, yeah. that... Lou Alcindor would be your franchise guy, far more guaranteed than Trevor than Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence is in the modern day right. f- look of football. Right, right. But here's my question: Do you, in the spirit of lying <clears throat> or deceit, because it's a sin to lie, in the spirit of that, are you are you hurting anybody? Are you doing bad if 
you as an organization. Maybe a phone call from the Sky Suite down to the right. sideline. Look, look, do not win this game. Yeah, I mean, what but if don't tell anybody. Don't else. tell anybody. I know, but what if you're in the last throws? I mean, it's like throwing a fight. It's taking a dive. You're in the last throws of that season. Could it come down to Larry Costello in the huddle with the Milwaukee Bucks, and if they make the shot, they win the game and forfeit the number one pick? That the owner says, "Hey, hey." So Larry, I could just see Larry at the end drawing it up on the uh, on his grease board, okay, and then pulling Oscar, not Oscar, who wasn't with him then, but pulling somebody aside and saying, "Hey, when he cuts here." Throw the ball over his head and yeah. out of bounds. Yeah, something I mean, that's a better play only, than making the basket to win. Something where only two, at most three people in the organization know. Like a coach, a coach yeah. doesn't even have to be no. told. No, or a coach, the owner and the coach talk in the back yes. room before the game, and the coach calls a play. And then, hey, let's go, and you're doing it, but calls is just a bad play. Right. So he can say, I thought that play would work. The problem is the bad play could work, even well, if you, you, you'd have to have somebody else in on it on your floor to say, hey, look, make the pass in, in, uncatchable well, when he comes off the well, screen. Well, short I mean, of going that far to say we're tanking right. and involving another player to yeah, do that, right. make a bad play call with the, with the knowledge that if it works, okay, so be it. But <laughs> it's a bad. People. So you're you're really disguising. But if you, you if you had in the but here's the problem ethically with tanking and intentionally losing games and the Jets are being mocked for winning a game over the Rams that cost them Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> or, <laughs> I mean, is it better than you get to the goal line and you just take the ball at the no. one and throw it into the stands? You're still you, by that logic and by that thinking. Yeah. When Larry, when Larry Costello called his last play for the Bucks to win, you could now look. I want you to do the guy should get the ball and just start running. Oh, that's traveling turnover. What'd you do it for? Well, because we're going to get El Sindor now. You know, short what, of what would be wrong with uh, that? Everything, uh, everything, because but you're nothing. admitting it. You're admitting it. You're telling everybody. <laughs> but if you hide it, yeah, and right. you totally do it. And then you go, what? What? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're coming back with Zach Harris. Not speaking of Al Sindor. Or Chamberlain, but of Covington and Jones next on 1240 Joe Radio. So I'm in the living room watching the game and I hear a horrible sound. You know, since it's raining, today'd be a good day to refinish that floor or get the tile up in the kitchen. I would, but I don't have all the equipment. That's no excuse. You can rent everything you need from Philomath Rental. And since they're open seven days a week, you can go out there today. Darn you, Philomath Rental. Philomath Rental, next to Landmark Realty, one and a half miles west of the Sunset Shopping Center. For tools and equipment for home, farm, and business, stop by Philomath Rental. Hi, I'm former Oregon State athlete Tim Mewis, your Corvallis Edward Jones financial advisor. Financial investments are very important, but so are the investments of time, patience, and encouragement our young athletes receive from their coaches, teachers, and mentors. That's why Edward Jones is a proud sponsor of Oregon State and area high school sports. Call me, Tim Mewis, at 541-758-8245 or stop by my office in the Timber Hill Shopping Complex in Corvallis for all of your investment needs. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. Go Beavs. Paying too much on your taxes? Is your tax return not as profitable as it should be? At Tax and Wealth Management, they can help because that's what they do. They work with individuals and business owners to lower your taxes, increase your profit, and manage your cash flow. Nobody locally puts more time and money into continuing education, and that benefits their clients. Call 541-753-4185 for a free consultation. There's no obligation, so what have you got to lose? That's 753-4185. Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, your hometown tax team. 
Hey, Beaver fans. Football is back. Over the past several months, we all have come together to help each other in this COVID struggle. But would you know how to help a family member or a coworker in the time of an emergency? Hi, I'm Todd Washington, owner of CPR Works, where we teach people the skills to help someone in the time of an emergency. I'm currently holding both virtual and in-person classes for CPR and first aid. For more information or to schedule a class, contact me at cpr-works.com. Go Beavs, we're back. Unified Insurance Group is your local independent insurance agency in Corvallis. They represent numerous insurance companies and specialize in auto, home, and business insurance. See Mike Eves, Taylor Starr, and Tom Worth. They'll help find an insurance plan that works best for you. So if you're looking for auto, home, or business insurance, see the Unified Insurance Group. 320 Southwest 3rd Street in downtown Corvallis. They're your hometown team, always putting you first. This is the story, and our next guest will attest to it because he, this was just yesterday, doing a little Christmas shopping with my family. Not all members, but popped into Play It Again Sports, tremendous sponsor, excuse me, mm-hmm. sponsor of us. Long We're time. grateful for their support through the years. But I heard behind the counter enthusiasm for the NBA, and in particular <laughs> for Robert West Co- for Robert Covington and Derek Jones Jr. and uh, I'm psyched. I think I heard somebody say, oh, "Yeah, I'm stoked. I'm psyched. I'm, I'm excited about the season." <laughs> they're that, gonna, they're gonna be so much. Go, they're gonna be so much better defensively. So I just kind of <laughs> wandered around from behind the 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 long boards and the the, the yeah. skis and the different things that they, I mean that they have there and and business was brisk. It looked like Good. things were going Good. well. We bought a couple of items there, so very nice. I couldn't help but engaging with the gentleman who joins us now, young 19-year-old student at Oregon State, went to Harrisburg High School. I've learned that about Zach Harris, works at Play It Again Sports, getting his education at Oregon State now. But it was Zach Harris speaking of his love for the Blazers. <laughs> and so, Zach, I, you know, I mean, you that's a true story, right? I came over and we immediately began to dialogue, right? That's that's 100% true, Yeah. <laughs> And I've waylaid you to join us on the Joe Beaver Show, so thank you. Who were you talking to at that time? The other person, I left the store, so I couldn't get him to come on. But who were you talking to, and what were you guys talking about? Why were you talking about the Blazers to begin with? Oh, it was just a customer I was ringing up. I saw he had a Blazer shirt on, so naturally I had to start talking about my favorite team. And, uh... <laughs> And I started talking about the forwards, you know, Robert Covington, Derek Jones Jr., just the general upgrade that the team has from last year. So how excited are you about the year? It sounds like you've been a a deep fan, a diligent, uh, passionate fan since you were about 9 or 10. Is that correct? Tell us a little bit about your Blazer history and then bring us up to date about kind of where you're at in your mind about the team this year. Uh, yeah, so my, my love for the Blazers started pretty young. Uh, I was always into basketball, been playing since I was like eight or nine. Um, but the Blazers was always like the channel that we had running in the background at home, NBC mm-hmm. Northwest. Uh, mm-hmm. So we got those home games. And uh, it was just a team I just started to follow. Um, my dad liked them growing up, so naturally that's the team I liked as well. Um, and, yeah, I've been following them ever since. And uh, I think this year our team is deeper than it ever has been in my lifetime, at least. Zach, does your dad or has your dad regaled you with stories of the NBA championship year, or is he even too young to remember that? (laughs) 
Uh, we'll keep that one a secret. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, he was—he's mostly a casual fan. Um, back in the day, um, he had some old old blazer gear that I used to wear around school. Let me have. Has he taken you to games? Have you been to games? Yes, okay. I have. Yeah, I've been to a few. Okay, Zach, tell me a little bit though. How what your fandom looks like in this era? How do you, how closely do you follow the team? Do you try to see every game or see a, a combination of of watching? Do you listen to games on the radio occasionally? Yeah, I try to just consume as much Blazers content as I can. Um, I try to uh, schedule out time for every game that I can, uh, and if I can't, I make sure to watch watch at least the highlights of every game. Uh, I try to keep up to see you know who's injured, uh, who's healthy, um, just general things like that. How the team's doing chemistry wise. And do you do that just for the Blazers, or do you find that becoming a Blazers fan at that depth and level? has made you a fan of pretty much every roster in the league that you kind of know the comings and goings and movements and free agents and all of that. So you were kind of in watching the Blazers and free agency, hoping they would do certain things because you knew other teams' personnel almost as well? Oh, definitely. I would say I don't know other teams' personnel not as well, uh, but I'd say I'm a little bit above the average fan when it comes to that, and I'm glad uh, they did make some big moves this free agent. What are they? What were the moves that excited you the most? Um, the Robert Covington trade, uh, that, that's the biggest move for me. I think he's a great um, addition to the team. He kind of fits in perfectly with that 3 and D role. Obviously, he brings a lot of hustle and energy every time he steps on the floor. I think that's the biggest upgrade we did get. But also, a lot of the little upgrades that we got, um, Derek Jones Jr., obviously not a little upgrade, but he's a starting caliber, small forward. I mean, he just went to the championship with Miami Heat. So, he obviously, he's got some experience. He's still young. He fits the timeline. But we also made additions, uh, upgrades to our bench with Ennis Cantor. Um, that's a huge upgrade. If you have two guys in Ennis Cantor and Yusuf Marcus that can go and get you 20 and 10 every night, it's, it's going to be a, a rough time for the other team. Zach Harris from Play It Again Sports. Before we're done, I want to ask you a little bit about what's happening there in terms of what, what you're selling, what the items and all of that are, and thank you for the sponsorship from management and ownership of Play It Again Sports in a moment. I read one somewhat negative review of Yusuf Nurkic's play and that Terry Stotts got into him a little bit on the sideline for just kind of moving around slowly during these preseason games in Denver, putting up huge numbers are you worried at all about Yusuf, his conditioning? Uh, do you think that he is? I mean, what are your thoughts about Nurkic and his readiness for this year? I think he's going to be 100% ready to go. Uh, I think preseason, uh, every game needs to be taken with a little grain of salt because um, it is preseason. You know, teams know there's not a whole lot on the line except for those lower-level bench players that are fighting for minutes still. But Yusuf, he's secured his starting center spot for at least the next three years. Um, and so, yeah, he was a little sluggish, um, but as the season picks up, he's going to swing back into the swing of things. Were you always, it seems as though a debate of late is, okay, Damian and CJ, do you break them up in order to acquire while they still have, you know, not Damian so much, but CJ, were you ever a proponent or a fan of moving CJ perhaps to get help in areas of need? Yes. Um, yeah, back, um, back before that, 
uh, conference finals run. I was definitely in the team move CJ. Um, but ever since that game seven against the Nuggets, uh, he's kind of shown that he can be an elite second option, and I think we can go very far with him. A few of the articles that I've read recently, and everybody's talking, is how defense needed to be shored up. Terry Stott's never been a defensive guy. It kind of uh, shined in the last year, including this last summer, so the off-season moves were great. You already hit on a couple of them, but they didn't show it in the first four uh, of those uh, preseason games. Any concern to you as a fan? Uh, well, first off, I want to say that criticism is completely valid. Uh, the defense has definitely not been as good. Um, and I think there's a little bit of concern um, of how the defense has been recently. Um, but I think, like any good team, it's just going to take time to gel. Uh, one thing the Blazers always had going for them was the chemistry between all the guys because Dame is one of the best leaders in all of sports, and he kind of just emits that atmosphere of everybody's family. Uh, but it's going to take a little bit of time to get back into that. Uh, but I think this is the best um, defensive wings we've had since uh, Alfred Camino and Mo Harkless uh, back a few years back. And we just haven't had that personnel capability and that versatility um, in a very long time. So I think overall it's going to take a little while. Um, but once, once we get back into it, um, it's going to be very good. Zach Harris from Play It Again Sports, a student at Oregon State University, will uh, he's working. I've taken a little time away. Been on a delivery run from Albany, from what I understand. I don't know where you are now, but we'll close here in a minute. One other thought. I, I read one NBA uh, analyst or player has predicted that Damian wins the MVP this year. Do you do you think that's possible with this team and in the market and all of that that he could win that award? Maybe even this year. I think it's not a terrible take. I think yeah. it's, it's definitely possible. Um, a lot of things have to fall in line for that to happen, obviously. Um, but the MVP, it's kind of narrative-based, as it has been for a while. Um, but I do think it's, it's in the realm of possibilities, for sure. Okay. Hey, you also described Covington as a coveted, valuable 3-and-D guy. So explain... What a 3 and D. That's not a term that John and I grew up with. I've researched it out, and I, you know, I know what it means now. I don't know how long that term has been in vogue as, well, he's a, he's a coveted 3 and D guy. Okay, how long have you known that term? Your whole life since you were nine in Harrisburg? And, and what exactly does it mean? <laughs> no, it's, it's a fairly recent term. Uh, 3 and D basically means that the guy's there to spot up and shoot the open three as well as play solid defense and just kind of be a role player that uh, just does his role and does it to the best of so his it, ability. It speaks for itself in a sense. You could almost deduce it by uh, 3 and D. What does that mean? But, John, you know what I'm saying. That's not yeah, a term yeah. we grew no, up with. it's not. It's not. But <laughs> like I want to I, I, I know. I want to ask Zach, though, how much are you into analytics? Um, I, a good bit. Really? So growing up, it, it's kind of ingrained in, in the, the, the growing, the, the younger basketball fan, all the analytics. I mean, what is it about it that you like? And do you, do you fall into the, 
Well, I think it's a trap, but I've had arguments with many people around your age that that it's a trap. I think it's a trap. They say, nope, three's better than two. Three's better than two. So that means you just go down and James Harden and Houston Rockets launch threes all night long <laughs> instead of go down like the 86 Boston Celtics and work for a shot and score. I think the 86 Celtics win. What do you think? <laughs> well, analytics for me is still fairly new, uh, not since I've been nine, but uh fairly recently uh and i'm definitely i'm not in that camp uh i'm not like threes are good and all but when i was even playing basketball i, I barely took any threes i'd rather the the offense work off ball movement ball movement mm. to get an open look preferably next to the rim um <laughs> besides just you yeah. know dribble dribble pull up three so okay then that takes me to another question loving damien and, and, and everybody does everybody loves lillard I've gone to games where I'm 10 rows up mid-court. Yes, I have connections. In the last couple of years before COVID. And there's these two guys. Now, granted, they've had a few uh, sitting behind us. And they, like me, only I'm thinking it, but they're saying it because, again, they've had a few, are literally getting on Damien when he's launching these ridiculous threes. Now, people love it because when he makes them, it's like that's the greatest thing in the world. But if he's like two for nine from three-point range, and they're all, like, way, way out there. I'm of the <laughs> camp, like, the two guys behind me to say, come on, and this is what they're saying, come on, work the ball around in utter disgust, whereas a lot of the younger set and most fans now have drank the Kool-Aid, say, that's the greatest thing in the world. Where do you <laughs> lie in that camp? Well, I think if he if he stops doing it when he's getting cold, then it just kind of neutralizes that threat of being able to pull up from half court, which is uh, <laughs> well when he when he's on, you know, it, it stretches the floor so much and it opens up a lot of opportunities for other guys and to get the offense flowing. Um, but yeah, when he's cold, I think honestly, I think he should still shoot him. It's still a good shot for him. I'm not saying it's a good shot in general, but uh, for him, uh, I trust him with that. Okay, final thing on this, and then we'll close with a thought about where you're working and, and how busy you've been and, and what, what's happening there at Play It Again Sports. The Blazers and your projections as a fan, what are your expectations? Let's just assume that they stay healthy and play all 72 games. What are you, what are you thinking for this year? Well, as a Blazer homer, I want to say they're going number one, but <laughs> that's not going to happen. I, I think realistically uh, anywhere from – the four to six seed okay. is uh, a realistic standard. I think the West is going to be a very competitive year again. Um, so many teams in the West did get better this off season, on paper at least. Yeah. Um, and I think between uh, three through seven, honestly, there's probably only going to be a five, four game difference between those seeds. So you've got the time carved out tomorrow for the Blazers and Utah. And the rest of your schedule at Play It Again Sports and your school schedule will all sort of work around the Blazer schedule. Is that about right? <laughs> uh, maybe we'll put work first if I'm on the nope. air. <laughs> By the way, if you're working at Play It Again Sports on a Blazer night and you guys don't have a TV going, just tune to 1340 Clue AM. We've got your Blazers for you. But there you. is a TV in there, isn't there? Yeah, but turn it on the radio anyway. <laughs> hey, by the way, Zach... What are, it, you're, what are you studying at school, and, and how much is played against sports and the job that you're having helping you with, with all of that? 
Uh, currently, I'm studying business. I've switched my major once already, but uh, we're liking the business so far. And uh, played again sports. It's a great place to work. Um, they're really flexible about me um, being able to work, leave work to go attend a class and mm-hmm. come back. Um, it's overall just a, a very great place. And very quickly, we're running out of time, but you guys look like you're you're cooking down there. You're busy. Have, have you been? Have things been going well? You got a lot of stuff for holiday gift ideas. It looks like. Um, yeah, we're doing all right. Um, the community around here have been really good about shopping local, and that's where a lot of our business comes from. Just a lot of the local people around here shopping local with us, and it's really awesome to be a part of. Zach, thanks for taking Great time stuff. for us. We'll let you get back to work. Go Blazers on your behalf, and we like them too. We do like them too. Maybe <laughs> not quite as in-depth as you do, but I love to hear your passion yesterday and appreciate your enthusiasm. Thanks for taking time, and Merry Christmas to all to your family and all of you at Play It Again Sports. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me on. Merry Christmas. Thank you, Zach. Let's break. We'll come back and wrap it up for the week, in a sense, on 1240 Joe Radio. Christmas is just around the corner, and the Inkwell Home Store has lots of last-minute gift ideas. If you're in doubt, a quick and easy solution is an Inkwell gift card, and the Inkwell will always wrap your gift for free. Stop by. Their staff is ready to help you find that perfect gift. Happy holidays from the Inkwell Home Store on 3rd Street, downtown Corvallis. Always something different, always something good. Inkwell Home Store feels like home. Angry Beaver Grill is open for covered and heated outdoor dining as well as dinner-to-go orders Tuesday through Sunday. Get the favorites including Angry Beaver's Reuben and French Dip Sandwiches, Burgers, Tacos, and the Gables Recipe Chicken Bisque Soup and Garlic Croutons. And don't miss Angry Beaver's Friday and Saturday night famous Gable's Smoked Ribeye Steak Dinner Special. Angry Beaver Grill open Tuesday through Sunday from 3 p.m. to 9 p.m. for covered and heated outdoor dining in the back of the restaurant and for carryout on 4th Street in downtown Corvallis. Angry Beaver, thank you for your support. Don't miss the holiday sale at Donabella Fine Lingerie on now with 20% off all robes, sleepwear, and jewelry. Donabella is holiday at its best. Start the season with great savings on stocking stuffers and holiday luxury for that special lady in your life. We offer gift certificates and great advice. We gift wrap for free to make your holiday shopping easy. Don't miss the holiday sale at Donabella Fine Lingerie on now with 20% off all robes, sleepwear, and jewelry on 2nd Street in downtown Corvallis. Stargazer Premier Florist in Corvallis knows that the holiday season is a special time with special meaning. That's why during these unprecedented times, Stargazer is providing contactless deliveries with a focus on keeping families and friends connected and safe during the holidays. Choose from Stargazer Premier Florist's wide selection of fresh floral arrangements, gift baskets, and houseplants. Stop in, call, or view Stargazer's selection online at StargazerPremierFlorist.com. Stargazer Premier Florist, 925 North West Circle Boulevard, Corvallis. Uh, Bear Bryant, Coach of the Year finalist, Tom Allen, Indiana. Yes. Matt Campbell, Iowa State. Yes. Jamie Chadwell, Coastal Carolina. Yes. Jimbo Fisher, Texas A&M. Hmm, I'm not sure. Brian Kelly, Notre Dame. Uh, not sure. Nick Saban. Well, how do you say no? <laughs> Dabo Sweeney, Clemson. How do you say no? And Mario Cristobal. I think Carl Durrell should have been on that list. That's a great point for what he did at uh, Colorado. What about Cristobal? What do you yeah, mean? He's what? on I'm the sorry. Bear Bryant Coach of the Year finalist list. Oh, and you're saying Durrell isn't? Brent Brennan is. No. No, it's Brent just those Brennan names. Brent Brennan isn't? No. No. This is weak. Yeah. 
Your uh, leads as are weak. Have agreed with that you. list is weak. As others. South Carolina opts out of the Gasparilla Bowl, so more attrition. And they may not be the last to do that. I don't know who they throw Should in there. Should open a door for Army. Well, Army, I think, was yeah. placed into the, oh, they've been placed? the bowl game, the Liberty Bowl. They've been placed. That Tennessee opted out of, I believe. Oh, okay, so. that's that's as it should be. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. Yeah, that was that was a terrible thing. Game time tonight at six. We'll have pregame with you at uh, five thirty. And your your conversations went well, as you said. Was it was it Marlon that put this together? Marlon Stewart is our pregame guest with the scouting report on Portland State and yeah, so Marlon and uh, he was up working the phones with yeah. Coach Perry to yeah. get this thing done. Well, that's cool. And Barrett said he talked to Wayne a lot about it too. They've been talking for a while sure. to find a mutual date, and it came up out of need for both programs to have a game. Nice text from Dan. Let's listen to this one on the University Honda text line. He writes in in our final moments here. It said, uh, "In the early '80s, I was friends with the owner of the Knob Hill Tavern, John." Hooker Hermans. He supported <laughs> Portland State football. I would attend Oregon State games and often drive to Civic for the PSU night games. John had a motorhome parked in the U.S. Bank parking lot. Know that lot well. Mm-hmm. Pokey Allen, Allen Borges, and other coaches would join us for postgame barbecues. <laughs> One year, PSU missed the playoffs, so Pokey and Borges joined us for a Civil War tailgate in Corvallis. Paul Brothers, the former Beaver quarterback, also with us. Due to injuries, his son Bob started for Oregon. And it was an ugly 6-3 to three game. So mm. he says, Pokey manned the grill and served our food. He and Borges were just down-to-earth great guys. We kidded Pokey about being a favorite to be the Beavers' next coach. He was humble and dismissive. Unfortunately, he didn't even get an interview. Dave Craigthorpe, he believes, got the job. PSU football exciting and has left a lot of great memories of those days. Thanks, everybody. Merry Christmas to y'all. Beaver hoops tonight. Roll tape, please. Here's the microphone. Is this thing on? This is KEJO Corvallis. Everybody hear me?